Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcast. I'm Neville O'Donoghue, and this is a podcast for bench warmers. Listen to me now, listen to me. Which phone is that? That's the second time it's gone off. We're going to do it. Tyson Fury. It's Torres to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been written. You're a county? Absolutely not. That's a load of rubbish, Brechon, to be quite honest. Uh, He's a disgrace to have a football club. What a belt he's given it. I, 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 I love I love I love me county, you know. We love Jamalan! On today's show, former Kerry footballer Owen Brosnan. Owen won three All Irelands with the Kingdom and also played his club football with Dr. Crokes in Killarney. This show is coming live me get against in Dubai, where I'll be for the rest of the year. So make sure come and find me. I'll be in there most weekends watching all the matches on the big screen. Give me your thoughts on any of the games and I'll put you up on any of the accounts. So with that, sit back, relax, and give this a listen. Enjoy. Owen Brosnan. Owen, how are you? Good, good, good. It's good. Coming to the end of the summer here, but good. Yeah, what, um, look, we'll go straight into it, because uh, I think it's nearly a month now since Kerry, what is it, their 38th All-Ireland title, and um, I suppose I'll ask you, were they deserving winners? Yeah, I think in the year that they were, there was a lot of pressure on them, that there was a, a lot of pressure that they, that personally I thought that they had the ability to win a couple of All-Irelands before that the last couple of years. And obviously they got close and they, 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 they'd have regrets. So there was pressure and pressure building. And obviously they, they, they knew there was, we call it a golden generation that had come through minors there that hadn't yet won a Celtic cross. And that pressure was going to go building and building, obviously to play Dublin the semi-final, to get over Dublin with that memorable moment by Sean Shea. And then going to the final, played a very, very good Galway side. Um, but I think they, they came strong in the end and and, and, and ran out with the deserved winners, really. Yeah, yeah it was a grand of pressure there. But I just, when I think of a former manager you had, uh, uh, Paddy O'Shea, I won't say what he called the Kerry supporters, but like, <laughs> doesn't that pressure come from within the county even more so? It does, it does, it does. I remember I, I was I, I was on the, the, the pitch when he called the supporters that that, that, that word and uh, it was actually the first game against um, Cork under lights in Park Arena. It was probably January 03. And I remember I got a, I got a knock. We were just back from South Africa and we had a couple of good weeks over in South Africa and I got a knock in there and I was down the ground and I looked up and then there was Cork supporters saying to bring on the vets and there was fellas, the first game under lights, there was a Fellas dressed up as animals and tigers running around. <laughs> Pressure, yeah, it does come from within. Yeah, yeah. I suppose at that, that, that time, he'd obviously won in Ireland 97, won in Ireland 2000, lost in 02. Then 03, obviously, Tyrone beat us um, and beat us deservedly. Like, so they, 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 he didn't last, unfortunately, for, 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 for Paddy. He didn't last 04. Jack O'Connor came in. Jack O'Connor he had our success then in 04, but I suppose Paddy didn't. It worked out well and where he went up to Westmead and had immediate success up there. Like so it was funny the way things turned out. Yeah, what well, just going back to the the, the Kerry Galway game then, like because I, I was listening, you know, to a few podcasts and the media afterwards. And one thing that stuck out was Tomas O'Shea. He said that Kerry kind of had a, an unfair advantage with the mark. What what you think of that? Yeah, I suppose you can initially when I came in I would have been against it in that we'll just give go, give an example there where 
we give it Donny or Gooch or whatever would have cut the ball. You had you got came down, you had to beat a man. Um it's it's an easy enough free, it's an easy enough score, like really, um, if you can take advantage of it. Now, Kerry took advantage of it, the rules are there, the marks that he won. There was nothing easy about winning them balls either, like the one he won there, that 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 like the height he went to to catch the ball, like it's superb. But like I won't say it's they had an unfair advantage. Galway could have used that tactic or that let's say that, that that rule just as easily like you know um some days it works out some days it doesn't uh, i would say that Kerry needed it in the first half because they weren't clicking and it kept them in contention like that 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 Galway seemed to have them had had the had the upper hand really and, and and they seemed to be marking our forward so we needed them we got three points in the first half and it kept us in touch like when 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 Galway probably were the better side yeah and um what uh who was your man of the match in the final? Because, you know, that was a big debate as well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I had a small fear the day before and David Clifford to man of the match, so I was quite happy when he was awarded it. <laughs> right. uh, there's no doubt Shane Walsh had a fantastic game. Um, um, I'd been at a good few of the games up to it, and I, I hadn't seen Shane Walsh in person that much. Was that you'd heard the reputation that he was a very, very skillful player, and I'd been at quarterfinal and semi-final, and he'd been well enough marshaled and well enough marked, so I was a bit Personally, I was a bit surprised with the performance that he put in. I didn't see it coming. Um, but fair play to him, like he really, really put his mark on the biggest stage. Like, and it was credit to him, like his scores there were fantastic scores. Like, so he had a super, super game. But I suppose that that that, that Clifford, I suppose when Kerry were going bad, it was his marks there kept in contention. Yeah. There was another score before half time and a couple of tough frees there in the second half as well. Was into the hill. That's a bit of a swirling breeze. Like, so you couldn't argue it really. No, because like there was pressure there, like one, like because like I, even the game against Dublin, like if if Sean O'Shea didn't get that free kick, I reckon Dublin would have won it an extra time, you know. And even as you yes. said in the final when they were going bad, David Clifford was the man that got him out of trouble, you know. It was, yeah, and I think even his brother Paddy like had had, had two super second halves, would say against Galway and against Dublin when things weren't going well and. That, that that kick against with Shawnee, like and, uh, anyone who was there will tell you that it was there, and you mightn't have. I suppose um, it mightn't have come across so well in TV that the, the wind was very very strong against Dublin in particular. Like you saw that in the first half, where Dublin kicked some would say uncharacteristic wides, and then just like it was a really 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 strong breeze into into the teeth of the breeze to get that kick. Like it was fantastic. But yeah, no, Paddy Clifford was, 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 was really kind of stood up in both second halves. Really like. Yeah. What do, do you think the floodgates will open for Kerry now? Do you think they'll win two or three more? It's, it's so hard to say. As, in I, as I said, I thought the, the ability and the, the, the talent was there to win the last a couple over the last couple of years. They're, they're not easy to win. It just shows that when you have the talent and the ability, it doesn't always work out. You need a bit of luck. This year, obviously, they, had a, would say they didn't have huge injuries. Um, like you, next year, you just don't know suspensions, injuries. You just don't know. Like, so it, it, it is. Every year just has to be taken on its own merits. And I'm sure like when, when they get the boys get back together later in the year or early next year, like it'll be focused onto the league. And you're going to need to find every year when we had say when I was involved, you had to find two or three players to add. Okay. And I'm sure Jack O'Connor and the selectors, they'll be looking to find where are them two or three players in in in, in the, the Kerry County Championships and whatnot, because the level that are there at the moment won't be good enough to win next year. They're going to have to add something to their game. Um, and that'll mean well, hopefully for Kerry, a couple of players coming into it. Unfortunately for a few fellas, that'll mean a couple of players dropping out, but that's the nature of the beast. If you look at Dublin there, for the success they had, there was always, there was never a big change, but there was always a couple. 
Yeah. What do you think of, um, obviously, Jack O'Connor coming back and also everyone is raving about Paddy Telly and his influence in the Kerry team? Yeah, it's, um, I suppose, to, to be to, in, in fairness and the credit to them, like I said, that their, their, their record of conceding goals this year was second to none. Um, it didn't take a genius to, to, to work out that they were conceding way too many goals. Like uh, I, I watched the, the Tyrone game in Spain last year and three goals or whatever it was. Like you just can't, con- to, you can't concede that and expect to win um, the big games. Like So it didn't take a genius to work out that, that, that um, they obviously worked on it and you could see that there was no defender. There was a real group mentality. There was no defender left one-on-one. There was always the likes of Tyg Morley and whatnot and midfielder dropping back, Jim O'Connor, Jack Barry. So suddenly you were getting... One, one, one back on a player for two and three and turnovers and that they came that gives a huge boost to the team then yeah what do you think do you think David Clifford will go on to be the greatest footballer ever I hope he will I hope he will because if he does it'll mean that that that, that he the success is going to come with it but um, I just there's We'll say his big boost to Phil, obviously, the likes of Mikey Sheehy, the Gooch, Morris, Gerald, all these, but he's going the right direction. They're, 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 he's a very talented young man. Seems to be very, I don't really know him that well, like, but he seems to be very, very grounded. Um, both legs, brave. Um, like he's going the right direction. So, yeah. Well, would you be, uh, you saw one of the questions that were sent in there from our QA up in the Instagram account. You a Fitzgerald or you a Clifford man, are you? <laughs> do you know what <laughs> when you start off young uh, my, my, my young fellow shows my age was, was Jack O'Shea was my hero there so then right. showed then and then obviously Martin Gerald came in um, then to play the, with the likes of the Gooch and Seamus Moynan and whatnot and uh, I suppose your, your influential years are when you're a bit younger when you're a teenager a bit younger and soccer shows my age Eric Kenton I was the man and probably not probably not the the, the, the the talent, not as skillful as the fellas that be around now, the likes of Messi and Ronaldo, yeah. but they're the fellas that influence you younger enough. So I was influenced by Morris Pitts, I have to say. All right. Um, I, I just want to ask you as well, like about the new structure next year, because like uh, I, I was just looking it up on Google actually before I before I called you, and I think like they're having a, I think a top sixteen when you get out of Munster and get out of the league. Like, do you think that'll help football? Because I was listening to. Like, I'm a Cork man, and the old fellow was Killarney, so I used to be down to all the Munster football finals. But, like, it's really gone now at the moment. Like, you know, I was listening to Pat Splann. He was joking there when, when Kerry won the Munster title that he was quenching the bonfires, you know, for Kerry winning another Munster title. But do you think the new structure will help the game of football? I don't think it'll help. Certainly, I don't think it'll help the provincial championships. They, 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 I saw the qualifiers... Like going back to the eighties, the nineties, that they were doing die games carrying Cork. It was the end of the year for one team. Obviously, there was, there were, there were very important games, but qualifiers then, I suppose, um, dampened that down the importance of it a little bit. Um, then obviously the super eights have come in. Really, like the realities of the, the championship going forward, there's, there's going to be a number of competitions. You'll obviously have your national league, you'll have your your provincial championships, and then you'll have um, your All Ireland series. You're just hoping that you'll hit the All Ireland series in good shape, really. Um, I remember even when I was playing this in the two thousands or whatnot, like you were, you were always looking just to get the the quarterfinals in good enough shape. So there's no doubt that the the provincial medal is a very very nice one to have. Which we'll we'll call it the 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 importance of it certainly, and certainly the competitiveness that we've seen in Kerry inside Munster. It has it it has diminished significantly. I suppose probably because Cork haven't been at the last decade or so, haven't been at the Standard that Kerry have, um, certainly obviously. Then you look at the likes of Leinster as well. Obviously, Dublin have been hugely dominant there. 
there's a lot of a lot of one-sided games above there Connacht seems to be there's obviously a few teams Roscommon, Mayo um, Galway and Galway in, in, in that championship and then up to north obviously they love it up to north because it's it's, it's a real parochial thing and it's 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 a right championship like you know but it's really the, the All-Ireland series will get when they, when they go into these four groups of four that's when it'll really get going I think um, one thing that stood out for me when I saw the new structure, do you think there's too much expected from players now? Because, like, I was like, you look at David Clifford, like, how many teams is he on? Like, you know, you can be flogging a horse there, like, you know, like, I, one thing yeah. that stood out for me, for me there, it's going to be more games next year. There is, there's no doubt about that, yeah. And it's going to be, it'll probably squeeze out the likes of the Sigerson Cup and stuff like that, which fellas like playing. Um, I suppose what it's going to really do is probably favour the stronger panels and whatnot. And the likes of Kerry, Dublin's, they're going to have stronger panels because with the amount of games you're going to have injuries. The unfortunate thing is you're trying to then is, is, is run off games very, very quickly. If you do pick up an injury, you could miss two or three very important games, just a, a simple hamstring niggle or something like that. And you could end up missing a, a, a significant part of the season where before you might have had two or three weeks between games, three weeks between games, and you might only miss one game, like with a pretty significant injury even. Um, I know I said you're getting into the club versus county split season, so trying to, is it trying to condense it too much, possibly? Yeah, were, were you in favour this year on, like the Britain making a tighter and finishing up in mid-July? Yeah, what I would say, I suppose, is that uh, the last number of years I've been very involved in the club and whatnot, and it was quite hard and tried hard to plan and plan holidays and whatnot. And they are the majority of the players, and next thing you're playing in bad conditions in November, December. So there certainly has to be a happy balance found someplace. Um, whether they've found it yet, I don't know. I thought I wouldn't be judging it yet until the end of the year, where at least people can look back. It's very easy in the middle of the season to say, um, oh, it's desperate that we won't be seeing the best players, the Shane Walsh, the David Clifford's, all that, till next January, February, but, and they were saying, what kind of sport does that? But even if you look at the likes of the NFL, the NFL only runs from September yeah. until January. So they only play for four or five months and you don't see them players from January until the following September again. But I, I wouldn't buy into that argument, but I think you just have to let the season run out and then you can make judgments on it really. That's the, that's the view I have at the moment. But I, I give the GA a bit of credit, like at least they're trying, you know, to try oh, very much so. Like in, and they're, they're listening. They're listening to the, the club players and whatnot. And I know even you, from knowing a good few of the Kerry boys, but other county fellas, like the, the club fellas, I never got any summer holidays when I was playing. Most of them are able to, some of them obviously went to America and fair play to them, but most of them, I know the Kerry boys, they were in Portugal and they were in Italy and they were in Croatia and things like that. And that's, that was a big sacrifice to make where you couldn't do that. And your your partner might be, we'll just give you a reverse, might be a teacher or whatnot, and they're off for the summer and you can't join them. And, they're, they're getting a bit of a life together. They're able to enjoy a bit of the summer, which wasn't there previously. So to credit to Jane, they're, they're trying, as I said, I wouldn't be certainly judging yet, anything yet. Maybe there, there, there might have to be some tweaks made to it, but in my view, it's going the right direction anyway. Another question we got in, um, if there was one thing you could change about the GA, what would it be? I know the referee wouldn't be overly happy, but I always thought possibly two referees. Um, hard game to referee. Um, I know it's been two years there with the international rules and there was two referees, one in either half, and they were able to talk together and whatnot. And it would have taken out a lot of the pulling off the balls and things like that because there was a referee stood in the middle of the field either side or stood and they took they took charge of a, of a side each. And I just think that it would be beneficial to the game because a lot of the, the niggling and the stuff off the ball, like that would just be... And even with the ball down the other side of the field, the referee on your side would be talking to you and keeping contact with you. That's just one small thing that I think that that 
I think would be beneficial to referees. No, definitely. Uh, well, the last question I ask you before I ask you about your own career, then one is that um, what you think of like the level the game has gone to now compared to when you were playing? You know, like um, I, I, to be fair, I think it was a better spectacle when you were playing. You know, it's gone more defensively now, but it's definitely gone a lot more professionalism now, though, since you retired. Yeah, there was big changes. I, I certainly was, let's say, 2000 was my first year, and like we, there was no weight, so there was no steak and chips nearly after trainings and whatnot. Then, like, then 04, Jack O'Connor came on board. It was the first, Pat Flanagan was our physical trainer, the first bit of structured weights. There was kind of a three-year program with them. That continued then. Then, let's say, finishing up then in 13, like, it was the DEXA scans, and it was the diets, and it was diets into your diary, and the apps in your phone, how you're feeling, what you're eating, where your input, all that kind of stuff. So it's gone to that level now. And it, 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 it probably, in my view, was gone a little bit too far in that your season obviously was from when you say December until potentially September, and then you went into a bit of a club season. There was no there was no downtime now. That's as I said, your season is quite condensed now, January until June, July, would you say? So you can put up with it, and at least after that, you have a bit of life again. Like so, it certainly is coming back a little bit to more manageable levels. Because I was thinking at the time, like I I know I was thirty three when I finished up, like, but it was a case of at intercounty level, but it was a case of. This is a game for students or teachers who are off for the summer or something like that because it was just there was there was every year I'd say about the thirty of June or thirty of May or thereabouts I expect a text and you inevitably get a text from Marco Shea and Marco was a teacher and he used to be getting out of bed about half ten wondering was he going to go for a swim to relax or a bit of strawberries and I was inside in a sweaty office at the time and yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, pick him anyway he'd be ready yeah. for training tonight. Uh, that brings me nicely on to my next question. Like, yeah, you're, uh, did you do law and UCC then, Owen? And like, are you a qualified solicitor? And how did you manage yeah. it all? Yeah, yeah. So I, I I was quite young. I did my leaving at 97. I was 17, just turned 17 in the leaving. So I was up to UCC then in three years. And I was quite young leaving UCC. I was I was uh, doing my finals at 19, just literally qualified in uh, May 19. So May 20, I turned 20 then. Um, so did my FE ones then. Um, and qualified in in 04 and I joined my dad's practice and did my traineeship here in Killarney. Probably a lot of people said why we go to Dublin and go to Cork but I was obviously involved in Kerry at the time and you really had to be based in Kerry to be competing or to be able to make make the teams really. Um, then became a partner in the office in 08 and took over the practice of my own around 14 yeah so we're, we're, we're fine we're busy out and uh, have a nice practice here in Killarney. Yeah I'd say you're you're disappointed it didn't do the McCroom bypass a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I flew into Cork Airport actually for my annual holiday last night, and it, it seems to be coming along well. So we'll be uh, we'll be up and down to Cork in no time, hopefully when it opens up. All right. And where, where are you in the main street there, on? Because obviously I'd be just off the main street, just one of the laneways off the main street. Yeah, and I have a branch off. I'm staying in Kinmare every Wednesday. So as we're recording this, it's a Wednesday. So I was I was in Kinmare now this afternoon, which is a nice town as well. So Wednesday afternoons in Kinmare, and then probably four and a half days in Killarney. Yeah. And the other question I want to ask you is that are you still involved in football and coaching and all that? Was your yeah, do you know, well, so I think it was at 19 we lost the All-Ireland Club well beaten by Carfin and I, I, I hung up the senior boots after that and I played a couple of B games and a couple of C games afterwards but nothing structured or anything like that so I, I it was Patrick's day obviously and I think the, the 18th and I, I said I wasn't going to play anymore and the club chairman, or the county chairman, Patrick Tatler, got on to me that evening and he'd me roped in as an under-14 selector for that year. Yeah. That was 19. 
2021 with the two COVID years. I was actually a senior selector with it with Edmund O'Sullivan and Gooch came in then in 2021. We did reasonably okay. We we're close enough. We had regrets. We we possibly should have got to a county final anyway, and we'd have fancied ourselves to have a chance of winning. So we're beating two semi-finals. And then 2022, stepped down from the the, the, the the men's football. I have five girls at home. So they range from uh, nearly 13 down to four. So the two oldest girls there. Um, I'm with the, the Crokes and the 14 girls, so we're that, that I'm in charge of them. So we, that that's been taking my focus this year. So it's not as not as a competitor for a high level, but it's it's it's, it's enjoyable working with them. Yeah, well, you sorry, no, I I don't know. Did, did you say it there? But you weren't involved in that Dr. Crokes when they won the club all Ireland that time, were you? 17, yeah. So I was I, I was I played in the Munster side, played in the county, played in the Munster, and got a bad injury over Christmas, and literally only came back for the final. Yeah. Um, wasn't in the panel for the semi-final tore my calf I had a lot of calf problems as I got older and uh, literally only came on the last couple of minutes against Slot Neil really so that was that, that, that was when it was brilliant to get over after losing I think geez, we lost I think uh, seven Munster clubs like uh, six with the Crokes one with UCC so we'd lost five finals or semi-finals before we finally got over the line so that was certainly a sweet one yeah, I was looking up in Wikipedia. Actually, I just wanted to ask you about UCC because there's the big debate, like, you know, like you have a Cork County medal with UCC. Do you think that's right that uh, Kerry Fella has a Cork County medal? Do you think? Yeah, well, yeah we've, got a, we've got a WhatsApp group, UCK, University College, Kerry, we call it, and I think it rubs up the Cork for a little bit. We're uh, 25 years now in 2024. We're uh, being introduced at halftime in the county final, so we're looking forward to that. <laughs> now, is it right? Um I suppose it's the system that was there. Um, I actually, my father won one in nineteen seventy three in Cork County Championship with UCC as well. So there isn't too many father and sons in Kerry that have that have one would have one have two Cork County Championships. But um, it's a system that's there. We go up there. It's it's obviously rears its head every year that UCC are successful. But the reality of it is, they were successful. We were there in nineteen ninety nine. I think it was about twelve or thirteen. Okay, the exact year I can't remember. Johnny Buckley, Dahi Casey would have been playing day one, but they haven't come close since, and it's been very, very quiet. You know, so it 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 it's certainly rare as it is an argument when UCC get the success, but it doesn't happen every year. It's a hard team to organise because Kerry fellas, most of them, well, more, obviously the Cork fellas are playing with their clubs, but like so you're talking Tipperary fellas, Limerick fellas, Kerry fellas, predominantly, it's very hard to get them training up in Cork. They're down working in their own counties over the summer and. Most times they're beaten early in the earlier in the year, and the county championship is nearly over by the time they get back up to Cork to study. Like you know, yeah, it's a, like no, no. We kind of talked about it earlier, but it's a bit of a mess, like isn't it? Like because you're we're saying there about the new structure, but like you're right there, like the new structure will probably take away from the Searson Cup and the club game a bit, like won't it? It'll certainly take away from the Sigerson Cup because there just won't be time for it. With, with, with whatever they're going to be playing is about eighteen games or whatever it's going to be. It's, it, it, you've got your league, your provincial championship, your your group of four, and then your quarterfinals, semi-finals, finals. So there's going to be no room. It's going to be squeezed out. And I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. Is it to play it in November or something like that? But then bring it bring it before the intercounty season completely. I don't know. So. It, 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 Obviously, the Railway Cup, which would have been a big competition in the past, that's gone really because just it's gone. There, 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 there wasn't time for it, and the, the appetite wasn't there for it. So, I can see the Sigerson Cup, and which players like playing. Unfortunately, I can see that being the next victim of the the GA calendar. Yeah. All right. Then, obviously, I want to just get into your own career a bit. Like you won three senior All Irelands with Kerry, or like I suppose, which one was your most fondest? 
I asked that plenty of times. Oh, four, their first one is always the fondest. And so, like, we'd I'd been on the panel in 2000, the extended panel we won, uh, or two to lose, or two to lose Tarma, we would have been very disappointed with that, which felt we were good enough to win it, or three to be well beaten by Tyrone, but come back in 04 after losing, 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 a bit like I saw the Kerry boys this year, like after losing a few years, like the first one is always the sweetest, yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously, another question that came in. Who's the best player you played with and played against? With, I would put Gooch and Seamus Moynan, um, yeah. both fantastic players. Gooch, I was lucky enough to play with him at the club for, geez, from 2000 up until 2019, so 20 years. Um, Seamus Moynan, massive player, a massive uh, engine, massive leader. Uh, so they'd be the best two that I would have played with. Um, lucky enough, then obviously, you have the Shades, you have Declan Sullivan, all these fellas, Paul Galvins, all these fellas. But um, no, they'd be the two that would stand out for me. Played against, um, at all, thought Nicholas Murphy Corkman, brilliant player on the middle of the field. You like Sean Kavanagh, Tyrone, real leader on the middle of the field as well, athlete. But somebody like that, really, I would be the, the two toughest there. Graham Kenty, super player for Cork as well. Yeah, and um, I, I just ask you then as well about because uh, I see you're fairly active. On the, are you a Man United fan? You are. You're active on social media. On. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Do I put up too much on Man United either? <laughs> oh, I see you commenting and tagging your buddies, so I do. I see it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, have a few, I have a few fellas that are will put it more more passionate about Man United at the moment than, than I would be. Well, yeah. they're they're more angry than I am. I, a lot of it goes over my head a little bit, but um. They're, 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 they're going absolutely atrocious at the moment. It's bad times. Yeah, and actually, that's another, like, the reason I've been up social media as well, because are you glad you're out of the game? Because I just see Sean Kavanagh there, you mentioned as a good footballer, right? Like, uh, I see he was on Twitter, but he's gone off at no, you know, because I see every weekend, no matter who's on the Sunday game panel, you're going to get hammered, like, you know, or, or like, what do you think? Like, do you think it's, are you glad you're, you aren't playing the game now with social media? Yeah, I think I was actually just listening to a podcast there and on the way down to Kinmere earlier, the, the football pod, and they just said, like, Andy Moore made a good comment. He said, like, whatever, they just don't listen, don't look at Twitter comments, you know, or Twitter replies. You can read, read Twitter unless you can get a bit of news of it, but the replies are just, you've anonymous people, and uh, like that, you've anonymous people out to slate you, anonymous accounts, just it's too easy to set up. Uh, too dangerous really what it is it's, it's it's hurting a lot of people it's hurting a lot of people's mental health to be able to set up these these um anonymous accounts and just go out and slate people and you just you just don't know the effect that that, that these comments are having on individuals and on families and on relationships and every type of a thing like so it's, it's i i i think that they, there should be some kind of a vetting where if you set up an account you have to at least verify who you're saying are going to be whether it's put up a passport or a driving license to one of these social media giants before you can set it up. That in my own view, there has to be some kind of policing. Like, just it's too easy at the moment. Yeah, well, it, yeah, I know you're, you're spot on. Like, you know, um, uh, f- finally as well, I just want to looking back and I just want to ask as well, how did you get into playing football? Then on, like, was it that was it football from day one? Was your role into it, and then you just joined? Yeah, up? it's funny enough. Would you well, a small town Killarney? My my grandfather would have been a hurling man, um, and fishing. That was it. There was no big football um, beyond my dad. My dad didn't would have played with the Crokes, would have played with Kerry the 21s, would have played with UCC. I've been chairman with the Crokes in his early 20s. So then um started off really going to bust under sixes, under eights, under tens, the whole way up. And 
you'd enjoyed it. Obviously, you got a bit more competitive as you got into the, say, the, the, the under 12s, 14, 16, started <coughs> making with a carry development squads, carry squads, and whatnot, and took it from there, really. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think, um, I'll never forget the day you, I think you had a headband on playing the Munster football final. <laughs> but like they were, they were great games, weren't they, though? The Cork and Kerry. It'd be great to see them back again, wouldn't it? It would, it would like the certainly in 2000s, you, that, that game actually you were referring to, I think it was a Munster final against Limerick, and uh, Limerick were going right. very, very well at the time. Yeah. But Cork then, like, from, we'll just give an example, from about 05 till probably 10, really, when they won the All Ireland, they were certainly top two, three teams in the country. There was Kerry, Cork, Tyrone. Um, they obviously have got over the line in 10, like, but we desperate battles with them, like, they, as I said, super players, the likes of. <laughs> Kenty, Pearson Neal, Nicholas Murphy, all these fellas, like super, super players, like Kenty Lynch, all them fellas. Final few questions then, one like just looking back in your own career, would you look back at it with good fondness? Like, do you think you got the most out of it? You would, you would, you'd have regrets, you'd have certainly regrets and certainly um, certain finals, like 02, um, probably 11 finals, you'd have regrets in them ones. Um, few wins against Tyrone, beaten by a better team on the day. Um, super, super team, to be fair. We'd have felt we were better than Dublin in 11, better than our man in two. So you'd have regrets in them ones. But or when you move on, then like it's, it, 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 you have great times, great friends. Even at this stage, let's say, meeting up with fellas from other counties to play a game of golf. If they were down in Killarney, I'd often get, get in touch, bring them, bring them up golfing. And, you know, it's things like that, a few pints or whatever the case is, let's say. Up the All Ireland final, bump into fellas from other counties over the weekend and whatnot. So there are good memories. You make great buddies out of it. Like in the UCC group now that we had in nineteen ninety nine, we're getting together. Got together pre. So it was twenty years. So that was that was twenty nineteen. So I think we're due a trip now in twenty fourteen. Left together again. So we're looking forward to that. So great buddies again. Like you only might might meet up every five years. Like you know. Yeah, well, no, I, I obviously I've had other guests on the podcast and I, I Dennis Walsh on before, former Cork manager, and he was saying that, like, you know, it's not even about the medals, it's just about the, the, the crack you had and the, and the journey, you know. Oh, that's it. You go anywhere in Kerry, like you're going to bump into a former Kerry player or Kerry colleague, like you'll always, relationships you've made up, let's say, and even, even good friends now in Mayo, good friends in Donegal who you just might have met watching a match in holidays or in something like that if you know what I mean you'd stay in contact with them and you'd meet them at National League games or you might meet them up, up the All-Ireland final or whatever the case is so you've made friends throughout the country and throughout the, throughout the world even London, New York whatnot like you'll always you'll always through the J meet somebody like I said you're out in Dubai I'm sure that like I know there's a Killarney man now Jamie Rain is involved in the Kerry Club out in Dubai and you know they're, 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 you'll always you'll always Find Funnily enough, actually, he sent a message in as well. I think he runs the Kerry Middle East out here, and he said, "That's right. Make sure to for yourself to come out here any time. You're welcome." So <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. I'm give you a shout out. But um, uh, finally, then one, I, I've or actually one last question. If we've any young listeners listening to this, what advice would you give to a young up and coming footballer? The big thing is that even with the under fourteen boys that was involved in the club and the, the under fourteen girls now that I'm involved in is. Both legs, really, like you just see that, that from a young age, it probably wasn't that skill that I developed early enough, and I found it hard enough to like to to to, to, to develop later, is it because it just became predominantly one sided. But like at home, left legged, even soloing left, soloing right, kicking against the wall with your left, kicking against the wall with your right. If you can be two sided, it just makes it so much harder. And be net, we'll say very comfortable on both sides, it just makes it so much harder for a defender 
obviously then you, you look at the we'll say the very skillful defenders like say Marco Shea and whatnot, he could pull a dummy solo with the left, pull dummy solo with the right, got him out of plenty of problems like that. Like with like if you can be comfortable on both sides, you just it, it takes you to a different level as a player, really. Yeah, yeah. All right. And I finally want to I do this with all my guests. So questions in 60 seconds. Okay. So favorite, uh, favorite food? Italian. Favorite golf course? How often do you do your dirty laundry? Jeez, with five kids, so it's about three times a day sometimes. Who would play you in a movie? Who would play me in a movie? Jeez, I don't know who would play me in a movie. Tom Hanks. Favourite film? Favourite film? Dumb and Dumber. Go to karaoke song. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Empire State of Mind. Empire. All right. Uh, what is something you've never you've never tried but want to? Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Bungee jump. Um, favorite holiday? Favorite holiday was Thailand. Win the Masters or win the World Cup? Win the World Cup. And best book you ever read? book I ever read do, 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 the Tiger Woods uh, book about him yeah that, I, I can't remember the, the writer yeah oh, well. and finally on uh, Westlife or Boys On <laughs> show my age Boys On <laughs> yeah no thanks a million for that one that's great thanks for that and thanks for listening and thanks again to former Kerry footballer Owen Brosnan for coming on the pod I still remember him like it was yesterday I remember I suppose I was in my teens going to all the Munster football finals with Cork and Kerry and my old fellow was a Kerry man and uh, they were some great days and hopefully they'll be back again sometime because uh, it's a great rivalry Cork and Kerry and, uh, but I remember that Kerry team such legends in it and uh, you know Paul Galvin uh, Darrow O'Shea Owen Brosnan the Gooch so yeah great times and uh, what a footballer one was and good luck to him with his practice there on Clarny Remember, uh, I'm, I'll be out in McGettigan's for the rest of the year, so come and find me. I'll be in the pubs most weekends watching the matches on the big screen, so come and find me and I'll put you up on any of the accounts. Remember, you can get this podcast on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. Until next time, where I'll have someone else from the world of sport on. I'm Neville O'Donoghue, thanks for listening, and I'm out of here.